I'm gonna get try started to in earnest. Shove these last two pieces of uh, nigiri down my gullet, hopefully, in the time that that happens. So let's see how that goes. Very good. The race is on! Up! Ah. Now. This episode of the Adventure Game Engine Interest Series was brought to you by our Portal Maker patrons, Griffith Locke and Leona. We couldn't do the show without folks like you, so thank you. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. Welcome to the Aegis, Ecolite. We have so many portals, so many wondrous things to show you. But today, I think this one will be perfect. Welcome to the Adventure Game Engine Interest Series, uh, home of the Adventure Game Engine Interest Series podcast. That's us. Uh, that's the thing that we are. That is one of my new openers. How'd you like it? It was. I like the part where you told everyone what we were twice, kind of. You know, it's important to establish a brand and get out there and uh, let folks know who you are. Yep. So uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, <laughs> That's your brand. My name is Ren, and to my left, uh, I have two lovely co-hosts. It's Jess. And I'm Keith. Yep. I thought we were going to say something nice about ourselves, but then oh. Jess just trailed oh, into the distance. What was I supposed okay. to say about myself? I like, you know, I like this as an exercise. Um, <laughs> my name is Ren, uh, and I like my chest. Oh. oh, you didn't set, you did not give me time for this. Keith, you go next. I'm Keith. I, uh. What do you like about you? I just want to go full BB mode and just eject my brain into space. Can I, I you stole my idea. <laughs> <laughs> I am Jess and I can only think of really kind of inappropriate jokes to make at this point <laughs> so i'll just say that i love my ability to consider inappropriate jokes at inappropriate times perfect and by love i mean i'm vaguely distressed by <laughs> well uh we are all here we're the adventure game engine interest series a podcast that is about the adventure game engine sisterhood of role-playing games uh Welcome. Hope you enjoy uh, age stuff, because that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. <laughs> or else. Uh, or else. Uh, specifically, I wanted to take some time today to talk about some of the more obscure age content that's out there that Green Ronin has put out, and stuff that can probably get missed, uh, especially because, as far as I know, none of these have printed formats. They are exclusive. These are all exclusively PDFs. Uh, I don't know if that intends to change with a couple of them later. Um, most of them, probably not. But um, because you can't physically hold them in your hands, sometimes folks can miss them. Uh, or just not just not know that they exist in the first place. Uh, so we had a little poll asking folks what uh, they wanted to hear about. And, ooh, pardon me. 
Oh man, this is <laughs> this is you know yeah this is this is a budget show. Uh, we're uh, we're sort of a. Uh, uh, if you call this a nightmare public access, you are <laughs> cheating. I was gonna go for mom and pop, but I was looking for a more gender neutral uh, way to refer to a mom and pop podcast. We don't really have a mom or a pop. Like I would we say, don't. basement. Basement. An alternative. A basement like, podcast. This is a basement podcast. Okay. Uh, garage. Garage. A podcast. garage podcast. I like that. I like um, that. Those are those are gender neutral and in fact just parts of a house. <laughs> That's true. Houses are usually gender neutral. Also, and I definitely don't need this answer because I don't have it. It's more to keep that garage vibe. Where are the show notes? Where are the show notes? You can They're... find them in our uh, in our po- the podcast. Oh, H's pod- oh, it's a whole yeah. separate thing. It's a whole separate thing. Yeah, so the, the world just blends together on Facebook, doesn't it? it yeah. Really also, does. the same like five people are in like I don't know four different Facebook messaging it's, groups. It's okay, but it keeps it on compar- our task. We're compartmentalizing. This is why I like Discords. It's because mm. it's just another drop down. Yes. Uh, so. I mentioned we have a poll, and we finished that poll, and coming out in front uh, was the Age Explorations series of PDFs, which mm. I'm very excited to talk about, because now I can tell you folks about some of the places where I got some of the more interesting things for my uh, own world for Viteoth, because I have been using a couple of these quite a bit. At least one of these we are extremely intimately familiar <laughs> one with. One of these is printed and gets handed around at the table all the time because we need it. And it's... And boy is it rocket fuel. Boy is it rowdy. Uh, we're going to come to that one. That We're, we're kind of saving that one sort of for, for last just because it's a, it's, a, it's a real showstopper. And filled with many like addendums. <laughs> many addendums, yes. Uh, maybe a couple of warnings about it. Uh... But before we get to that, uh, we've got a little bit of preamble that we're going to go through uh, to get to our show proper. First, we want to meet our fellow portal makers. This is our D20 radio shout-out. Uh, the Adventure Game Engine Interest Series. Again, that's us. We are proud members of the D20 Radio Network, which is a collection of podcasters uh, who talk about fine geekery of all types. Some folks talk about role-playing games. Some folks talk about card games. Uh, some folks are variety shows who talk a little bit about everything. Um... Some folks are real high, uh, are like real high production, and lots of folks are just you know let's sit down, let's talk about this, uh, and so have some excellent discussion. So, who are we gonna <laughs> be? Sorry, an idea in my head, just oh. like uh, let's talk about decks, baby. Like, oh man. <laughs> uh, well, uh, one of the uh, oh. ooh. Careful with that chair. It's There's, a trap. No, no, no. But we now have a gong for the gong show. <laughs> yeah. Like, if go. something horrendous happens, I will elbow this fucker. Our garage Good. gong. Garage gong. <laughs> a garage gong is just a folded chair. No, no. But also, a garage gong is a wonderful insult I will be throwing at someone. I'm also putting it on the band name list. You By the fucking way, garage uh, gong. I love you. You yeah. absolute garage gong. Jess Leona says that she lives for your puns. Oh, thank you. I'm glad somebody does. Because, <laughs> you know... We live with them. Yeah, there, yes. there's, there's, a, there's a significant difference between folks, living for you them You folks get them in small doses. A window, if you will. Yes. It's a little window into the life <laughs> that I force on my, my family. Uh, your dear, dear friends and family. I would argue that Joe is... Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> has it's, less it's, restraint. I would say, like... 
I get a window into here, but don't worry. The window, it, it's just a window on a wall, and then you can walk around the wall because it's not connected to a house. Like, it's just a lone standing wall that occasionally this I This is a through. wall that I put up for courtesy. Yeah. And you put a window in it. I did put a window in it. Uh... <laughs> Well, uh, let's take a look through that window to one of our fellow podcasters in the D20 Radio Network, uh, The Forge, a Genesis RPG podcast. Mm. Uh, they have made a bit of a triumphant return lately. Uh, they've been, you know, we're we're in a weird time right now. A lot of folks are dealing with a lot of stuff. And, you know, if a podcast goes quiet for a little while, that's just fine. Forge has been quiet for just a hot second. I've been following them and catching up with them recently. Uh, it's, oh, well, yeah, over the past couple of months. Um, and they have an excellent show where they talk about the Genesis role-playing game. <laughs> Grip it and rip it, Jess. <laughs> I had to move things around. What do you want from That's me? That's okay. I still like you. Move, I'm gay. <laughs> yes. All of you. Everyone. Uh, the Forge is a podcast about the Genesis role-playing game and its community content program, The Foundry, where you, yes you, could write content for The Foundry and put it up for sale. Uh, kind of a drive through RPG situation, sort of like a DM's guild. Uh, the hosts, GM Hooli and GM Chris, yes, that GM Chris, uh, we'll walk you through not only the latest and greatest of the folks who are writing on the Foundry, but sit down with creators on the Foundry and discuss their creative processes and designs. They also sit down with many of the folks who wrote the Genesis role-playing game, the famous narrative dice system that powers the current RPGs for Star Wars, Shadow of the Beanstalk, and Keyforge. I personally have been finding the show very valuable for myself, uh, someone who intends to write for another excellent games community content program. Hint, hint, Age Creators Alliance, hint, hint. Mm-hmm. And, you know, folks who are hoping to write for community content, you might find some, some, value, some value in this, which, like I am. Um, buckle down, though, because a couple of their, more than a couple of their episodes are somewhere between three to four hours long. Well, that uh, sounds like a great thing to have if you need to, like, I don't know, take a trip or you got a big road trip. have a night off and you just want to listen to something chill while you're doing your art or yeah. your hobby. That's the kind of thing I love to do. GM Hooli and GM Chris are pretty easy to listen to. Yep. Uh... We're going to, of course, have links to their website, their email, their Facebook, their Twitter, their YouTube, and their Podbean in our show notes and on the notes for the show. We have a link to their Google Plus, but it's dead. It's dead. It's never coming back. It's never coming back. We're never going to see it again. We used to have Google Plus. We did. We talked about it a lot. Yeah. It was, it was part of my uh, my big uh, sort of... Spiel. My spiel. Plus, I remember Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Visions all the sun. No. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I mean, thank you for trying, Google. <laughs> yeah. But why? <laughs> yeah, it's, the intent was admirable, the purpose obscure. <laughs> I mean, I wish you won. Like, looking at the Facebook monolith right now that controls a, a substantial, like, we, with the acquisition of WhatsApp, it is technically a parent company that owns 85% of all communication on the planet. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. I wish I wish it would have worked. But I, man, there were choices. Yeah, also, let's be real, Google's not exactly... I, I, I hate every update they have. <laughs> every single... Every baby is blessed. Every new hat they give it ruins it. 
<laughs> I love this product. Everything about this is so great. Well, that project manager has finished, and somebody else came along and said, it'd be great if we could just make everything green. It's like, green? Well, oh, I like green. I don't know if we really need it. Oh, it doesn't work. <laughs> and it's busted. And that was like Hangouts, and then they tried to turn Ooh. it into Chats, and then they tried to... Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. Um, <laughs> he yeah. apparently has more feelings about Google feelings. than we thought. Oh! We got feelings. Uh, so, be sure to check out The Forge, a Genesis RPG podcast, and play Genesis. Genesis is really cool. A nice n- g- uh, narrative dice system. It is very cool. It's got green go dice that work. <laughs> it's got green <laughs> stuff that does work. Ooh. That's pretty fancy. Uh, we're going to be skipping our questions and our fan creation spotlight. Uh, we got pretty busy in the past couple of weeks. Uh, I have not been able to scour the interwebs for any particular submissions. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and skip past them so we can get to, uh, the meat of the show. Um, but, uh, before we do, I just want to, of course, remind everybody that, uh, we love to share your content, uh, if you, of course, with your permission, uh, we love to hear the questions that you have, uh, and, uh, mull over them on the show. Uh, and of course, I'll probably get you, uh, we can, we'll get you an answer right away, especially if it's urgent, but if you'd like to send us a question, uh, send us your custom content. If you'd like us like us to share it, you can send it to us through our Aegis Podcast email, uh, which is aegispodcast at gmail.com. That's A-G-E-I-S podcast at gmail.com. You can t- send it to us through our Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, or send a private message to Cot the Protector on the D20 Radio Discord or the Green Ronin Age Appropriate Discord. Uh, or leave questions in our D20 Radio Discord channel. Some of those are me. <laughs> Many of those, in fact. This is the part where I would play a cool seg- uh, segue, but because we are a basement show... Uh, garage. A, ba- a garage show. Keith, would you hit the gong? <laughs> oh, no. Welcome to today's, this... today's lesson from the Nexus. Aubergine is be... please. <laughs> this can't be it. <laughs> we need Aubergine to have a gong. We do not need Aubergine We to have absolutely a... need I... a gong. <laughs> the worst part is if somebody calls it musical enrichment, Klein's gonna buy it for him, and that's just not good for any of us. Oh, very good. With the masterwork quality, can I get a uh, big or giant gong? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I I see no reason why not. Um, very good. I I this see so many reasons money. why not. <laughs> Uh, I may have some, uh, consequences for your choices, but, uh, I'm always down to figure them out. Leona is adding to this in a way that I don't appreciate. She agrees that Aubergine needs a gong. I assume that she is just here to cause chaos and then watch it. And I know what, if I were in your shoes, I would be doing the same thing. Yes. I have no room to talk. So today's... I could aid a diplomacy. <laughs> with a gong? Boom. <laughs> Maybe every time Punctuate someone tries sense. to argue with us, you just hit the gong until they stop I talking. I can certainly do that, but also, like, after a big, profound statement. <laughs> At the very least, it would probably give a bonus on intimidation tests if you're menacingly hitting the gong while walking towards someone. That would be incredible, actually. The problem is, the thing I'd be hitting it is your big fuck-off sword. Is a weapon that is eight feet tall, long. It doesn't grow to eight feet when I wield it or hit like an eight foot tall weapon. It just, it just is now. You're just, and I love that this is part of the magical qualities of this game. You just kind of picked up like a choir riser and decided it was a sword. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, just, I love, let's, 
Let's add a little rune. And now pig. There's a face right now you guys can't see. That's but I, tragic. I am, That's just I am for in, us here in the studio. That is one of the great tragedies of us having a fully audio medium is that there are many incredible faces that get made. Look up the meme of the Tanuki's face that gets funnier as you look at it, and that's what's happening. That right was now. actually, yeah, that's it. That's uh, it. You're, not, you're not wrong. So, uh, in addition to the explorations... <laughs> no. In addition to the explorations of the use of gongs... Uh, Age has made a couple of explorations in the distant past, which is uh, these fairly old age supplements, uh, which were actually out back when Dragon Age was the only age game that was available. Uh, Dragon Age was the age game. There was no Fantasy Age, no Modern Age, no Blue Rose, no nothing. And certainly no Expanse. Too far in the future. Uh, but these supplements were short PDFs that explored a couple of concepts that were staples in fantasy-style games and gave the Dragon Age system the freedom to try things that aren't common in Thetis. These were uh, supplements that were supposed to help you use the Dragon Age role-playing game as a more sort of free-form fantasy game. Yeah, it was their, It sound, seems like it was sort of the first forays into uh, fantasy age. defranchising it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I mean, any even if you have such a really bomb-ass thing and all this and that, like, people are, especially because of how Wizards of the Coast did it, are naturally going to be, well, what if we did it this other thing? Or I had this really cool idea of this or that, or I want, I want something else, or a different castle, or a different political climate or structure, and you just yeah. end up making other worlds. <laughs> like, what if I want a world that has more magic and less sadness? And, oh, I mean, Jesus. sometimes you want to have low magic and tragedy and that's why yeah. you pick dragon age and sometimes <laughs> you just want to be able to like i don't know go full jrpg and like wear a bunch of belts and fight god and that's okay too wear belts fight god jrpgs tell me i'm wrong I tell won't. me those aren't the two I things won't. you need to be a jrpg <laughs> absolutely not you need some hair gel probably if if you're if your healing items or gels, you can just use them. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> why do your why does your hair smell like apples? And not just like apple, and not just like apple shampoo. Just like like you just rub some apples in there. It's good. I stuff. don't know, but it's so healthy and full say, of life. My all my split ends went away. <laughs> we we need to stop making obscure jokes about the tales series. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that we've got some folks in the audience, maybe not folks who are here in the chat with us, but maybe folks who are listening to us later who appreciate uh, the Tales of series, like Tales of Symphonia, Tales of the Abyss, Tales of Vesperia. If you do, and let it, us know. If and you're if making not, age hacks, we'd love to hear yeah, it. And if not, buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> this, this is where we are today, I guess. This is where we are. I would love to see an interest... In, uh, incidentally, yes. I don't believe there is an age exploration about turning things into JRPGs or giving it that JRPG sort oh. of swagger, oh. but I would really enjoy that. I want a zombie apocalypse JRPG-like disease where, like, in the middle of Dragon Age, someone just gets uh, pink hair. And like, oh no, oh, and so I don't know what is happening. And then like, like, ooh ah, yeah, like, like, accidentally topple over a tree, like because of some magical pendant they found. Mm. And someone's like, "Are you okay?" And they touch them, and that person also starts getting like multi. Yeah, like hair, their hair like, starts to stick my up. My hair's blue. What's going on? I suddenly can hold this eight foot tall sword in one hand and not care, even though I am a twink. 
I'm How many be belts are on me? Yeah, they start producing belts at random. <laughs> like, yep. The first sign is um, your hair starts to just start slowly start. Yeah, or you start hearing and... really, really like active uh, Japanese pop music in the background every time you. But occasionally during those, you find somebody who like really gels well with the virus, and you get like the super zombies. Those are your magical girls. Um, I assume. Oh and like the dragon at the end, the actual the the actual blight bringer has to be like um some terrible protag I'm some <laughs> some some like white messiah who's going to come mm-hmm. and uh save a culture that has nothing to do with i would love to yeah, take like, one of those down oh my god i yeah. really wish this was one of the age explorations we were going to talk about yes zombies? Well, is there an age of zombies I mean, at the very least anime zombies. An age, <laughs> anime well, zombies at the very least an age exploration that involves some like Hot, you know, anything from high fashion to high fantasy, mm-hmm. because fashion plays a big role as well. It does. And like, just there's a specific style that comes with the JRPG that I think is ill explored in tabletops, and maybe it should be more explored. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're you're exploring it plenty. Oh, okay. Well, you have the big sword. <laughs> I do. I might be the magical boy, but you have not even with real magic. But you have the big sword. It is real magic. I just let's just I know which of us is in the praying maiden pose in the anime opener, and that's all I'm gonna say. Oh, she. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. So, I really, I really, you know, incidentally, any age con- age community content creators who uh, want to get on this, yeah, please do. We will have you come on the we show. We will dedicate a whole just, goddamn episode just to this. Creepily start turning up the the sound of your like whatever music you're playing for mood music. And it's just like the opening to Evangelion. I was just gonna go. Yeah, it just starts getting louder as your players get closer and closer to the horde. <laughs> oh, amazing! Oh, oh my god. <laughs> so, unfortunately, none of these are going to be about anime plagues, which Sorry. is which is a shame. Uh, <laughs> but you know, maybe one day, maybe one day they will. Uh, but these supplements that we're talking to today, uh, example featured creatures in. Uh, uh, in popular culture and mythology, uh, the themes that come up when you use those creatures and how many you might best incorporate these elements into your game. Mm-hmm. Uh, naturally, they also have stat blocks, new talents, templates for adversaries, treasures for both GMs and players to use. Uh, all of these supplements use the original Dragon Age rules, but can be very easily updated to other games, age games, if they are desired. Mm-hmm. I have already been using several of these in my fantasy age game. Uh, it might help to own the Dragon Age core rulebook for these supplements, as they reference many rules or character traits that only exist in Dragon Age, but you are not required to use them. Or not required, you do not require the core rulebook in order to use them. Uh, you can easily convert everything in these supplements for other Age games. As usual, Age remains quite modular. Yep. It's one of the great things about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, and also, although it is not called an Age Exploration, we have included the short adventure Tomb of the Seeress, as it was released around the same time and used a similar format. Uh, and also, GMs beware that none of the stat blocks in these supplements have threat levels assigned to them. Oh. You will have to judge them for yourself. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, the, you can always, you can always pull back a punch. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, like... Reduce some health. Yeah. Uh, maybe that armor rating wasn't quite as high as you've been running it this whole time. If the player's dice are absolutely hating them and the joy is not gritty, adjust. Uh, just read the room. Yeah, please do. Indeed. You you are the GM. You're there for a good time. Yeah. If the good time is not making it out, ruin them. <laughs> but some of these the creatures room. have some 
curious abilities. So uh, well, take a good look at them. And would you say that some of these abilities are going to make things are a bit alien? Uh, especially in this very first one that we're going to be covering, which is Age Exploration's Alien Horrors. I, I teed that up for you. I'm Thank glad you, you so took much. the shot. I age hate this. <laughs> uh, this supplement gives GMs tools to run games involving spooky creatures from space or a more Cthulhu mythos style of game. Uh, folks who need very strange monsters or players who want to play a hero with ancestral ties to these strange beings will want to pick this one up. Uh, it includes stats for the Alien Hybrid, the extra celestial spawn and the hunter horror. Hmm. It's uh, it's only like Ooh. it's only like seven pages long, so it's not got a lot of stuff going on. Like the longest of all of these things that we're going to talk about today is nine pages. Mm-hmm. These yeah. are all bite sized, but they're also all like two dollars. They're supplements, you know. Yeah. They, they're they're super cheap. This is not going to make your next game unless you you really can take a jumping off point from them. But yeah, uh, and also to be fair, I. Ren may know more about this. I want to give this as a heads up because mm-hmm. I am not aware of this. I do not... Things like this often can deal with uh, how, big air quotes, madness works. I do not know if that was addressed in here, and if so, how sensitively it was. As But as a practitioner of a mental health uh, profession, I feel like I need to point out that this is a kind of thing that needs to be dealt with carefully, and if you are going to use this and it does have something in it that is inappropriate, you don't have to use it. Like, a stress, you can replace these sort of things with, like, a stress meter. I know that, like, Maybe the idea... Horror. Yeah, definitely talk to your party. Make sure people mm-hmm. are comfortable. This is something that has been ill-treated for a long time in tabletops. I, I think a good way to explain this, if, especially if you're giving this PSA, is to also just educate if you can write... If you feel it's appropriate to right now, how do some madness mechanics translate to... Uh, mental health phobia, phobic, and mental health, uh, like, re- like yeah. reducing well, state yeah, like, systems. Yeah, uh, to, not to spend too much time on it, but basically a lot of madness-based um, sort of setups and st- uh, statistic areas. PSA time, a lot of these sort of madness-based systems, one of the big issues that can happen is they will take real-life mental, mental health conditions or neurodiverse conditions and effectively vilify them. They will turn them into negatives that you can obtain. And, afflictions. Yeah, they will become afflictions. And so, while that's yeah. not to say that, you know, some of these things are not very real elements of disability because they, they can suck as someone who deals with them in, the, in real life and, well, real life, as a, as a person and as a practitioner, at no point should they be treated as something that you know, this should not be the time to vilify these yeah. things out of hand. And moreover, that starts to give people the idea that these are things that will other you and that people who have them are mad mm-hmm. and this is not okay. So being aware of how these things are presented in your games will make them safer places for people who do have mental health conditions or who are neurodivergent. And uh, just just be careful with that. Is what I'm trying to say because a For lot sure. of a lot of games in this particular setup are not good about it. Because I've I've not I don't seek out that kind of gameplay, so mm-hmm. I don't get to see a lot of the role play around it. Occasionally, I have like a madness meter, which usually takes down like wisdom scores, yeah. and maybe some of my perceptions are altered. But I'm not told to act like this or yeah. that you have this on you. So I I didn't have a lot of the problems 
associated with these symptoms in my memory. Like mm-hmm. I, so I, I can kind of visualize it, but at the same time, I'd like to know what yeah. has happened. And that makes a lot more sense now. Thank yeah. You. Things like uh, plurality. Well, also to some, to some people known as uh, dissociative identity disorder, not all people with DID are plural and not all plural people have DID, but uh, they're affiliated. Uh, that is often one of those things that is vilified it's assumed that one part of you is going to become like a psycho killer and that's a horrible horrible trope and also the idea that schizophrenia is one of these things is also not okay i i started to think about if i were doing madness maybe like i just your perception of things would be altered um as that disconnect from the real world happens and i was like that is technically schizophrenia i was like oh no and and so like and that's not to say that these things can't be brought up. Obviously, these yeah. are important parts of many I people's would like, experiences. As somebody who has had deep disconnects from the from the world um, due to what might have been a more schizophrenic, like, Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, well, dissociation was, is yeah, well tied into these things as well. It was mostly just, um, just incredible stress and the propensity for it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I would like to overcome those things as a character. That sounds very interesting to me, but that's also me doing it, not yeah. being told to do it. Yeah, this is so. this is very much along the lines of other sensitive topics that can have impacted some of the players in your games. Mm-hmm. Long and short is check with your party, make sure it's being dealt with respectfully, and that when it's being done, it's being done in a way that empowers your players. Yeah, be excited about it, but just be like, hey, I have this idea, before you say, hey, it's happening to you. So there is a moment of consent. Yeah. So. Like, I would personally not love to see something like, uh, <laughs> autism is not usually included in these, but it would make me pretty upset to see that being treated as yeah. an evil that is beset upon me. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's my PSA. Thanks for that's listening, good. everybody. Yeah, sorry, I was also, like, curious because oh, I, sure. I was just like, oh, her. Yes, it's, uh, it's important stuff to know about. We might come back to that when we're talking about the fantasy age, well, not the fantasy age, the modern age companion, which has uh, statistics that I was going to suggest going with this particular supplement, fear and horror. Mm. It's it, it's it doesn't use it doesn't say anything about madness, okay. uh, it, but it does it has like fears being sort of like the the initial like reaction to something terrifying. Yeah. Uh, but horror being sort of like the long term effects of of that of fear. And yeah. Well, and even then, we're dealing Nora. with trauma. So yeah, being sorry. trauma yes. versus PTSD. Yeah. Well, be be smart. There's something to look at closely oh. and decide how you want to use it. Uh, I think that I personally think it could be done just a little bit better. The art's not great. Yeah. The art's yeah. pretty rough. Gr- growing up as someone who's most of my friends were autistic. Um, anytime I see a straitjacket, I'm just like, uh, do we really need that? What is what's going on no, here? Probably not. No, not necessary. Typically anyway, no. anyway uh, Alien Horrors includes, uh, and I was actually going to mention that extra celestial spawn in here. I used, I believe, as the template for uh, the Molder that I had you folks fight a while ago. Ugh, gross. That, that thing was messed up. Uh, speaking of templates, uh, Age Explorations, Alien Horrors, also includes uh, and a template that can be used. Uh, to not only beef up adversaries, but give them some of the powers of the monstrous creatures between the stars. Um, and curiously, this and other age exploration supplements 
uh, used their templates not unlike the standard uh, elite, heroic, and epic templates that are available in most age games for beefing up adversaries, but they actually have an elite, heroic, and epic sort of... Goodness, what do they call it? I think they call it... Uh, I think they just call it like celestial horror or alien horror mm -hmm. um, template, but they have elite, heroic, and epic steps for, e for each one so that okay. it's not just... Here, then now it's an alien, you can say, hey, here, now now it's, you know, a creature from between the stars. Now you can say that it's a little creature from between the stars. This one is a is this medium-sized creature between... This one's very big. Very big, big. I, I just want flumps. Say, we're, I'm <laughs> guessing flumps are little. Flumps are the little ones. Because then you don't get the uh, uh, the ability that makes people spooked. I, I love would, I would also like uh, I gargantuan-sized flumps. No, yes. but that would be fine. Yes, please. Me. Citizens of this planet, oh, what a I beseech you. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, but for your own creations, I thought it was some, worth, some, uh, worth bringing up uh, that, there, that templates can have degrees of power. Uh, if a person wants to play someone who is connected to alien horrors, there is a short section that explores how this might be done. Some games will run these individuals as tragic figures haunted by their sires. Uh, and other games may have them a bit more commonplace and adapt um, to and adapt a more monstrous background that already exists uh, into being sort of an uh, uh, a human, let's say, uh, uh, an alien hybrid. Uh, finally, it introduces a new focus that concerns these strange beings, eldritch lore, uh, which, if you're playing Dragon Age, falls under cunning, but in other games you could probably have, you could have it fall under intelligence. Uh, and new places places where the focuses might be learned. Forbidden texts. Forbidden texts includes a small write-up of what you could do with forbidden texts. Maybe some of them allow you to cast spells from them, but, you know. Maybe, usually weird and goopy. Usually weird and goopy, and maybe get the attention of creatures you don't really want the attention of. Yeah. Oh, one of the, one of the more fun things to play with is just knowledge of almost creates a radar, like a, a yeah. beacon thinking about something is mm. uh, that, putting that, you on the map. That has definitely come in, <clears throat> come into play for us in our game. I, I know that that's uh, been an interesting thing that we have included in our own setup, so it can be very cool. Yes. Uh, the supplement is mostly for GMs, but it does contain some materials players may wish to have access to if the campaign is right. Uh, the next one we're going to cover is Age Exploration's Beastmen. Uh, this supplement is all about folks who walk on two legs, but might have a bit more hair than a human. Uh, Beastman is all about the anthropomorphic individuals and how you can get them into your games. The Eunice setup. The Eunice setup, indeed. Uh, this contains the stats for a cute and furry Beastman, dangerous Beastman, which I think is supposed to be a catch-all term for, like, these Beastmen have sharp beaks or claws or something. Uh, centaurs, reptile men, fishmen, and minotaurs. Please feel free to assume that we use these stat blocks regardless of the gender of the individual beast vote. That sounds correct. Uh, it also contains rules for playing a cursed beastman, someone who has been enchanted to take the form of a half-beast. For the right setting, this can be an excellent background for players to use. It comes with benefits, drawbacks, and conditions to lift their curse. Uh, and I believe uh, the conditions are not very specific. You actually have to work with your GM as to what the conditions for lifting your curse are can you uh if you like their curse just resist the lift or can it be afflicted by can someone i suppose remove it from you i suppose someone could remove it without your consent so that could also be a fun thingy that would be interesting that would be very interesting i like that uh 
and naturally these backgrounds these backgrounds uh, oh I skipped ahead of it players can also use the background for a tribal beastman bit of a nicky name could be a little better uh, selecting from previous individual beastman stats to actually play as one I personally am quite appreciative of the cute and furry beastman background this reminds me did you come up with your groy fact for today uh, I do have a groy fact okay, that I can share. Say, it's it's not not a groy day. It's not not a groy day. I was gonna say. And from the deep dark, you hear a maddening cry. Right. right. <laughs> I... <laughs> Night <laughs> of the living I, groy. I say, we don't have time for this, but I would have loved to there have been a section in each of these as to how to add groy to this particular... <laughs> I wish I'd thought oh of Oh my that. god. Groy could be, um, triples. Tri oh, man. They just eat and eat and eat and get bigger. And... I mean, that's... Oh, God. Roy are just tribbles, aren't they? Just larger yeah. and with less fur. I'd say less furry. I want... So, uh, would it be cute or dangerous to be a uh, Roy It beacon? starts off cute and then becomes dangerous later. What's this? Groy is evolving. <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh, it's big now. <laughs> now it's just bigger now. <laughs> Groy! <laughs> Uh, naturally, these backgrounds assume that you are playing with the Dragon Age version of Age, and they might need some tweaking if you want to use them in other Age games, because Dragon Age backgrounds work a bit differently. They're a bit more uh, package deals, where uh, other Age games will usually, um, what's the word, uh, spread things out a little bit. Yeah. Fantasy Age will have you pick an ancestry, and then your background, uh, and then your class. Uh, Modern Age will have you pick a background and a profession. Uh, but Dragon Age, you pick uh, background, and even backgrounds even tell you what classes you have available to you. Where you're from kind of determines what's knowledgeable yeah. around you. Mm -hmm. uh, since we now have access to the Beast Folk in the Fantasy Age Companion, we can combine it with this supplement for a plethora of options for playing some of our furrier neighbors at the table. The supplement is solidly half for GMs and half for players. Everybody can get something out of this one. Uh, next in line, we have the Age Exploration's Chimeric Creatures. This document is all about those mishmash monsters that are commonly called chimeras. <laughs> I, <laughs> I put that in there for you two. I appreciate that. Such alliteration. Mm -hmm. can, I Thank mean, you, darling. How terrible can I be? <laughs> I mean... Can I reference something that the entire point to reference it is to be upset or, ma or make somebody angry that they're thinking about it right now? Uh, you just made me lose the game. Might as well. Uh, oh, oh no! No! Not... Now you've no. What have we done? Oh. <laughs> We've done it, and but... now it's on the podcast forever. Oh yeah, well... playing every time someone hit wants to put on its play. That's oh, a no. that's a Cthulian, uh like my melting horror right there. <laughs> that is anyway. Um, but oh no, you got your daughter and my dog. Oh no, oh. you got your dog and no. my dog. What? Oh no! Sorry. Now no. that's going. This is a Full Metal Alchemist reference. This is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, else. it is apt, but it also hurts me. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's why the anyone chimeras, shares this stupid yeah. thing. Fair enough. That's super sad. Oh, Leona says no. <laughs> 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 so mean. Oh my god. It's so well, mean. with some exceptions, chimeras are pretty exciting and dangerous. <laughs> Uh, I'm so sorry. This supplement does not disappoint for those who want to include these adversarial creatures in their games. Uh, the supplement includes the stats for classics, like a manticore, a chimera, a griffin, a cockatrice, and a hippocamp. It also includes the stats for less common chimera creatures, like a hawkbear, a questing beast, and a yali. I love that we have um, 
oh, what is it? Uh, Bandit is a... We do. Yeah, we do. A pigeon and a... A, cr- a rat crow. Oh, okay. Raccoon, raccoon crow. Raccoon crow. I thought it was a pigeon and a raccoon. I no. mean... A little kind of Got some us. pigeon vibes there. It's got some pigeon vibes in there. It does. But, yeah, uh, the world is your oyster. I thought the questing beast was very weird, or but very cool. It, is it like all of Avatar The Last Airbender just... There's actually an Avatar The Last Airbender quote in this in this document where they specifically mention the bear. Good. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Platypus bear? Surely you mean skunk bear. No. Just says bear. This place is weird. Good. Oh, yeah. That quote is actually in this document. I'm very glad you brought that up because Avatar is just filled with chimeras. Like the duck turtles. Oh. Or the turtle ducks. Turtle duck. Turtle, turtle duck. duck. I like turtle ducks. They're very important to me. Uh, incidentally, GMs can also delight in the tables at the back of the supplement that allow you to create chimeric monstrosities on the fly or in advance by rolling on the table and combining the features of the creatures that you roll up. That does sound fun. Uh, there is a similar entry in the new f- in the fantasy age, well, I say new, new compared to this, fantasy age bestiary, uh, if you go to the chimera section, you can also do very similar things. Uh, a lot of these creatures, however, are not available in, uh, any of the public, any of the other published, uh, or printed books, so, uh, I would definitely, I would, I would recommend it with the questing beast alone, that thing's really wild. Uh, what was it? I think it was the body of a leopard, the head of a snake... The four legs of a stag and the hind quarters of a lion, and it is named for uh, the sort of bark, the questing sound it makes. It's Good. right. I was just enchanted by this strange thing. Well, it's just like four stag legs, but the hind quarters. That means it's got lion butt, or is it like lion the whole way on the back half? Like, I assumed it was, like, I assumed that just, like, the back part of it was See, that makes sense, but it already had four stag legs, so it doesn't Mm -hmm. have room for lion legs. Oh, four legs, as in, like, the front legs. Oh, four legs. Gotcha. Thank you. F-O-R-E legs. Ah, that doesn't work in the whole (laughs) talking No, it does not. Especially when we're just describing parts of animals. Yeah, we're Mm -hmm. describing chimeras. You you gotta specify which type of four legs. What is it? The, The after the bow. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, there's, uh, we have another person in our chat. This is Caleb. Shambombodors. Hello. One oh. of us knows Caleb. I do. It's Keith. Keith knows Caleb. I was like, oh, I hope it's not me and I just have forgotten. No, um, no, 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 no. Um, they're, they're a friend of Bones and... Okay, very yeah. good. Well, hello. hello. Welcome. I hope you're enjoying. Uh, Don't mind the fact that we go off on really long tangents. I have ruined this. I'm about sorry. No, JRPGs and social justice. That's just the energy justice. I'm bringing today. I it's appreciate fine. you know it, it. It gives us a nice chaotic vibe. We've got a chimera of a podcast going right now. This, it, yeah. Uh, it's Age good. explorations, it's uh, chimeric creatures is pr- almost completely GM facing. There is no player options in the supplement, uh, but it is chock full of monsters. And chock full of ways to make more monsters. So it's it is it is everything that a GM really needs. Uh, and I'm probably gonna need to be looking at it closer because in this next chapter we're running, uh, which we have definitely haven't gotten to in the uh, the uh, uh, yeah we've in, gotta the, in the recordings. Catch up on that. Yeah, uh, but we've got a grand spirit who is a mother of monsters, and she has a lot of chimeric babies. Oh, 
We're going to have some issues. So, might have more than one Chimera to fight in this next chapter. Neat. Fun times. Uh, and something actually that I have not been pulling from very much, and I really ought to, is this next one. Age Explorations Draugr. Draugr. Mm. I should know what a Draugr is. Uh, this spookier supplement undead. is all about the Draugr. A particularly hateful type of undead that originates from Norse folklore, oh. uh, yes. but still has effects on media in the present. Uh, yes. The, this supplement specifically calls out Pirates of the Caribbean as a lovely, suge- as a lovely suggestion for a Draugr. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Draugr in this supplement are not the Walking Dead. They are quite aware of the situation that they are in, and they don't usually care for it. Uh, yep. Especially in the case of the Pirates of the Caribbean, where being Draugr is a curse. Yes. Um, Caleb has pointed out that they are Viking zombies, and Leona has very <laughs> also correctly pointed out that Skyrim is full of Draugr, which makes a lot of sense since it is so, I was going to say heavily influenced by Norse mythology, but it's less heavily influenced and more just kind of derived. Copied homework. Yeah. <laughs> they do call out the say Draugr that of Skyrim. Uh, they do actually call out the Draugr of Skyrim in the supplement. Oh, good. Uh, but Draugr are very multi-purpose in this in this particular supplement. Uh, the Swiss Army knife of undead. Yeah. Uh, they, oh boy! You have the stats of the Draugr warrior, the drowned one, and the Barrow Lord to terrorize your players. Look, uh, barrel. Look, <laughs> so, and there are some additional customizations no. that they tucked in, like Weather Weaver, that makes them even more dangerous or cunning. Uh, they should not be mistaken for zombies of the Walking Dead. They can be used as full characters if the GM wishes, with motivations and desires. Uh, and additionally, there is a template for making a creature into a Draugr, uh, which could be applied to anything to make it a spiteful undead creature, even a player character if so desired. Don't look at us when you say that. It was the... <laughs> Quit touching um... your face in a weird way. Who's the wine bad guy? The wine bad guy? Um, in what? In the mythic campaign. Oh, Palos. 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 <laughs> Palos. The wine bad guy! I, I love this. Please continue. <laughs> is Palos very Draugr? Palos was very lich, lich. In, his original, okay. in his original iteration, and probably still will be in his new He's iteration. He's a hateful sunbitch. Not he is still a hateful sunbitch. I, I need to be immortal that I do it this way. Yeah, well, he, he needs to it's be immortal, and he does go. it this way, and he has to be very dramatic about it, but... Mm-hmm. I do this with my sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does that with his sad. Uh, Age Explorations Draugr is mostly for GMs, uh, but players who want to, or didn't want to, but now must, become <laughs> Draugr, uh, may wish to grab this one. All unde- An all-undead campaign could be pretty interesting, and Draugrs present some new challenges and tools for both heroes and GMs. Yeah. They got an ability called Mistform. They can just walk through wooden barriers. Yeah. I gotta say, Nessa. one of the most like memorable, and this is a completely different system, mm-hmm. one of the most memorable Pathfinder uh, 1 PFS scenarios, society scenarios, yeah. is the one where you are temporarily an undead creature, and you go into oh. the undead country. Oh. You only die twice. Oh. Yep. It was very cool. It's, uh, it's a difficult one. It can end very badly. Roth hated it because, like, when he took the juicy stuff, the uh, like, his flesh started to sag, it actually covered the already hole in his mouth. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, man. It was like, oh. 
Yeah, it was... I was uh, already kind of monstrous. And then some Ferezman priests come along and are like, die, fiends, and we're like, wait, 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 hold on. Yeah, well, don't ruin it for people. Hmm. Oh, yeah. But the, uh, it's just that particular, I remember that in particular being interesting and uh, very flavorful and a whole side of role play that you don't really get to experience. Mm-hmm. And so that was uh, that was really cool. And I think that making a campaign around something like that could be pretty nifty. Could be very interesting. We did have a small splurge in college. Like, we never got past, like, episode two. But essentially, like, um, we were like, oh, adventurers, you want to do stuff. Okay. And then, like, we went down to a basement cellar and, like, the wolf the size of a basement showed up and, like, skewered us with its tongue. And then um, we woke up. And, um, it's like, you know, we, we brought you back and so sorry you had to deal with that. Oh, says it's like high level paladin. So they must have like used some spell to get us back. Uh, the thing we were not told was we don't have color in our eyes anymore. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Like that was hinted at at the end and then we never touched the rest of that campaign. Oh man. I was Dang. like, That's so a shame. were we kind of undead at this point? I was, I've always been curious about what the GM was thinking. Should ask Evie. Hmm. Well, uh, if you would like to answer that question for yourself in your own game, you should pick up Age Exploration's yeah, drawing. you should do it. Uh, anyway, so... Next in line, we have Age Exploration's Freeport Backgrounds. Uh, this one's pretty straightforward. Uh, for folks who are hoping to make their heroes fit more into the campaign setting of Freeport, which is one of Green Ronian's oldest and most beloved settings of high seas fantasy adventures mixed with cosmic horror, what? They will not want to miss this one. That is uh, that what? is one of those sets of flavors you don't expect to go together. I was just like, oh boy, pirates. This is the pirate place for pirate there are pirates and giant space Can wind. you be a pirate Shoggoth is my question. Probably. Amazing. I don't know if you can be a pirate Shoggoth unless you're using the alien hybrid. From the Age Explorations Alien Horrors. What's the giant Shaga sad pirate. space squid from Courage the Cowardly Dog? Oh my god. Can I... that be messing with constellations <laughs> as they try to navigate? Oh, that's good. I would not be mad. I do not remember that one. Dang. Either oh way, these god. are unfortunately not things in Freeport, but it sounds like Freeport's got a lot of very good, very interesting things. And Age is very modular, so go mm. to town. Uh, it the could supplement... be in Freeport. This supplement contains 11 new backgrounds in the setting of Freeport, from the Azar, wan- Azar Wanderer to the Goblin Sneak. Sneak. Uh, <laughs> it is worth mentioning again that these are backgrounds in the style of the Dragon Age RPG, so using them in other Age games you might, requ- might require a little bit of tweaking of the background itself or just how you get your background benefits in your game. Uh, it is mostly player-facing, because it is just 11 backgrounds for players to get into Freeport. Mm-hmm. Uh, GMs may wish to look at it to get a bit more context for the setting of Freeport. Um, and it looks like I put the same information again because, again, these are Dragon Age backgrounds. They work differently from other Age games. Use with caution. Pardon. You're good. Um, incidentally, uh, if you'd like to use these in a fantasy in an Age game and can adjust a little bit, there is a Fantasy Age Freeport adventure called Death in Freeport that you could use these for. Mm-hmm. Did any did is there any of the boat fighting tactics as we were like now doing more like combat mm-hmm. on a, like a thing? Uh, in the adventure that I read, no, no. Uh, I think it's meant to be an introductory. It's a I think it's they reprinted an adventure that I think they wrote back in two thousand. Oh, uh, they reprinted it for Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Ed and also Fantasy Age. Okay. Okay. 
Because I remember you said you, you had to pull stuff out for our, like our boat fights. Uh, there, are, there are a couple of places that I'm pulling stuff for the boat fights. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was here. <laughs> boat fights. Boat fights. Uh, Age of Exploration Giants <laughs> is next mm. in line. I had a feeling you'd like this one. I would. The supplement <laughs> is all about putting bigger and bigger folks in your campaign. Uh, giants are a classic fantasy staple, and this supplement has you covered for many different types of many different flavors of giant. Uh, inside you will find three stat blocks uh, for a lesser giant, a greater giant, and a cyclops. Uh, I would like to point out that greater giant has a strength of 17. Whoop. Oh. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yowza. <laughs> it's... Whoop. Is v- is very. Big. I want someone to play that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Red <laughs> can. Yep. I mean, I guess I could. <laughs> oh my god! Amazing. I would. I. I mean. Put a note. Put a put a bookmark. <laughs> Putting a bookmark right now. Very good. Keep uh, excited. We... Wop noises to be played backwards. <laughs> uh so, uh, in addition to the lesser, greater, giant, and cyclops, you will find templates for elemental giants. These templates can be added to the previous giant stats. Uh, they can also be quite useful for creating elemental creatures, mm. as I have been doing. Ah. This is where I got a lot of uh, the material for uh, a couple of the elemental templates that I use for Viteoth. Mm-hmm. Cool. I was going to say, you'd have to just because, like... Sometimes when it's a big spirit, because it's important, I'm big. I'm just big. I'm just big. Uh, there's also a basic template for just making a gigantic creature. If you just need, if you just need a creature to be big, grab it. Not nothing like fighting a 200 foot long leviathan sea serpent thing that also became its own undead thing. That also became its own. <laughs> when did oh, we yeah. do that? Uh, I was thinking. We never do that kind of thing. Oh, jeez. I was thinking more along the lines immediately of giant chaos goose, but that could just be a reflection of who I am as a person. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. Both giant these... chaos goose is my favorite indie band. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got acid goose in there. I don't know if I can put giant chaos goose in there. Okay, I get it. I get it. Uh, the <laughs> elemental, the elemental giant template includes. Um, elite uh, heroic and epic versions of each one and I believe it includes four elements. It references a lot of spells that come from Dragon Age. You could use those for sure uh, but you might also be you can you can and because I have done it, it is not too hard to find fantasy age equivalents for most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course the gigantic creature also has uh, elite heroic and epic versions. Uh, and finally, for players who love giants, there is a half-giant outcast background. Ooh. This background has some unique properties that most backgrounds don't see, so take a close look if you want to use it in your games. Uh, you get some stunt discounts of your choice, but you also get some uh, sc- uh, st- uh, stunt penalties. Mm-hmm. Some stunts cost more for you to look, perform because well, of your size. Look, whatever, you get to be Lady Dimitrisk, and that's you- fine. Ha, <laughs> you are don't, correct. Don't she big. She big. She big. She big. So this supplement has something for both players and GMs. GMs will want the giant stats and templates. Players can use the half-giant outcast background for their heroes. Alright, this next one I've got the fewest notes on, just because I feel like we've all got a lot of feelings about it, because we've been using this one very extensively in our home game. Uh, It is Age Exploration's Gifts of the Gods. Oh man, this one's a wild, wild time. It is. I like how the first point is just blank. (laughs) 
It's just my space too. Sigh. What, <laughs> what bullshit the is about to come out of Silrin's mouth? What have I done? Oh, literally <laughs> any one of us. We have, uh... There can be miracles it's, <laughs> if you spend six ten points. I Yeah, this is Which probably... Is so possible now. Oh, yeah. Later, uh, yeah. Taking, taking the Inspire made this mm-hmm. even more ridiculous. So... Gift of the Gods is a nine-page supplement. It's one of the me- one of the meatier ones because it includes two backgrounds. Let's mm-hmm. you be a cloister monastic, or uh, I believe a spiritual devotee. Again, they're Dragon Age backgrounds, um, <laughs> but they got some cool stuff in there. But the real meat and potatoes of this thing is something that a lot of folks, uh, when they were originally playing Dragon Age and they were doing Age explorations. Um, a lot of classic f- staples in fantasy games involve uh, the powers of the divine. And Dragon Age, on its own, doesn't really include that. Even Fantasy Age doesn't necessarily specifically call out divine powers. Uh, Mage is just supposed to be person who gets magic powers from wherever. Yeah, and then it was very difficult to be blessed of a deity in any other meaningful way if you Mm -hmm. were not a mage and then just sort of flavoring it. Yes. So they wrote a talent called Divine Gift. Anybody can take it. Oh, God. Um... GMs can allow it to be uh, like a, a first level talent that players can start with with any class. Um, it does not require a particular class to use, so anybody can take divine gift and become uh, and become touched by the yeah. divine. All you need is the divine, uh, not divine. You need uh, the willpower, faith, focus. Mm-hmm. You need some faith, and uh, I thought, oh god, am I mixing up memories? You might. Was be. there a small tenant that was just like uh, this? Stuff for here won't work if you do anathema to... Oh, no, that's, this is okay. still true. Yeah, okay. You will... God can take yeah. it away. It is It is kind of like cleric powers in some other games, where if you do things that are anathema to your uh, to the patron who grants you the divine gift talent, you can lose its benefits. Yeah. If you don't play nice with your toys, they take them away. Like, them yeah, away. If, you, if you are the fire domain, fire, 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 every, your god revels in fire, and you're trying to miracle up a water spell... They may be grumpy with you. Like, you might get half of it, or it might just go, you're like, sorry, those points are just blown. Have some boiling water. Yeah. Steam for you. Steam for you, my best friend. Um, Divine Gift is the the real, like, the the thing that you get this this for. And it's only three degrees, but uh, you only get, like, Novice Journeyman Master, as usual. But... Uh, but dang, it's only is an underselling. <laughs> only is definitely underselling it because within that, uh, they also included oh goodness, how many? Uh, I don't know, but there's just a whole crap ton of of domains, there's a, there's a bunch of domains, yeah, a bunch of dominions inside the talents that you get to pick uh, that give you different powers at each degree depending on the dominion that you select. Some of them are pretty. They they range in my from what I have noticed, they mm-hmm. range from decent. Mm-hmm. To game breaking, some of them can be pretty wild if you're very cl- if you're clever with them. And like, do like, uh, so like depending on how you guys orchestrate them, mundane ones can be wild because there's no like, I guess you homebrewed in the force weapons from Dragon Age into yes, this. Yes, yes. Uh, without without that homebrew. The only way to get that type of effect is from the Divine War. Mm-hmm. You know, like, 
So if you if we weren't a bunch of uh, touchy feely arrow like you know like <laughs> magic spell people, but a lot more combat like divine war gets rowdy quick. Yeah. Oh, there's like oh this is nice. Oh, that's the cool, novice dude. degree is extremely boring because it gives you one weapon focus. Bram. Which I mean. It can you, free you up one focus so you can take that focus in somewhere else. If you were a mage, though, and you wanted to that be... That is true. You wanted to be, like, a magic yeah. melee person... That is true. Then this would be your opening into it. This would be a, a nice thing to add to a sword mage. For sure. Yeah, so, et cetera, et cetera, but... Yeah, the uh, the love dominion gets pretty silly. It does get very There are silly. no limit... I have put limitations on that master ability there are no actual <laughs> limitations on how often you can use that uh let's say it we've is got worth... a lot of good ideas from like pathfinder in D D that has been like uh you know afterwards it doesn't work so long or you know like yeah. you know, one chance dies have to do something yeah it's uh, oh, sorry, some of these ahead. get just wild the i thought that the journeyman ability where you can see the relationships between people and transfer health between people with relationships on a one-to-one -one basis. I was like, what am I going to do with this? And the answer is a whole hell of a lot. So it just, and the magic one, don't Sacrifice. even get me started on the, yeah, yeah, I did that a lot. Anyway. Um, but uh, the, the magic abilities are also just busted. So like, take a look at these. Busto. <laughs> Straight up busto. Um, mm. But um, look at, and of course, everybody look at them. The powers aren't the only thing you get from each degree of the talent. Oh yeah, no, you also get these absolutely wild, a whole set of stunts that you can use. And yeah. they are, to be fair, there is at least some cost to entry there. Mm -hmm. If you have the novice degree, you can only use up to two stunt points worth. Um, if you have the mod, the journeyman, you can use up through four. Basically, the only one you can't use is miracle. And then if you're a master, you get access to the six stunt point stunt miracle, which as far as I can tell, works not dissimilarly from the ninth level cleric spell miracle, yeah. uh, in some traditional D&D you know, &D and Pathfinder. Other, in some other games. I, but the thing is, I think you can't, you can't unlock a six point stunt with just like one rank. No, you need to have mastery. Yeah, so you need to go for a while until you can get ma uh, miracles. But going. this, you could ha as quick, you know, if your GM lets you have stuff at level one, as quickly as level five, you could be throwing miracles around the board if mm. the dice allow it. Yes, but sometimes that's kind of cool. Yeah, if you take inspire, or if someone in your party takes inspire, the dice are going to allow it a lot more often. If somebody's giving uh, stun point boosts, like yeah. inspire, or from the Fate Arcana, or mm -hmm. the Heroic Arcana. Or if you're over level 11. Yeah. Or if you're over yeah, level say, 11. But once you turn into 11, then it starts to become yeah. super easy. Which, you know, at the same time, like... Level 11, you should be throwing around some miracles. You should be. You should be getting more stun points. You should be able to do yeah. more stuff. But that is going to feed into the Gifts of the Gods. Yes, Put some limiters on that shit, GMs. Yeah. I, we we made some reasonable limits on these things, like not so much hard measurements, but mm -hmm. given the level of... First of all, the miracles have to match the deities and be within their own dominions yeah. to grant. And then and also somewhat within the dominions that you yourself have chosen. And uh, secondarily, depending on the power of the miracle they're granting, they... If they overspend, our, at least our deities get in trouble because they're just hero gods. So, <laughs> making sure that if you are asking for miracles, you are asking for the right ones at the right time is something that we have baked into this so that we're not just slamming down six stunt points every chance we get.
or else six stun points. Jail. Combat's over. Yeah. Six stun points. Combat's over. Yeah. We win. Like, I, I mean, yeah. At the at some systems, it's almost just like who rolled first on initiative. Yeah, and without any limiters, this would do that too effectively. But that's why you know it, it also and also that six stunt point miracle is left up in some ways to GM interpretation. So yeah, you could monkey paw it and give them them verbatim. Mm, you could. You, you could. You know. So it just Don't, it just all depends. Yeah. Talk with your players about how you want to use it how you want to implement it, what limitations you want to put on it before you get to that point. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't warn your players that you're going to monkey pot and then you do, that might be kind of a douche move. Read the room. <laughs> Read the room. I did see them actually mention this PDF in Fantasy Age Campaign Builder's Guide. They mentioned this Gifts of the Gods specifically if you want to add divine stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that was in the Making Epic Games section. This would, this would this would fit. I, it, it's not not it doesn't not have a power jump. It yeah. doesn't not have a power jump. I, like I said before, this is rocket fuel. And... Yeah. And if you you allow the players to do it, um, just note the enemies probably can do it too. Yep. Right. And uh, but if you're gonna run a game with a like with you know big destiny stuff and like high powered chosen who are honestly this is not bad for the jrpg setup yeah like for not. people for a bunch of high powered chosen who are going off to fight god i mean not these gods specifically that could Oop. cause problems but this can be very good for that like this this has made this has taken the stakes in ours and risen it risen them quite a bit and also gives us unique powers that let us yeah. feel cool and i'm i'm kind of thinking about it now as like somebody who thinks about systems but mm -hmm. doesn't gm a lot um, could you give a final enemy this kind of stuff to kind of be in the background or to like be a problem? Like, go, like don't go in that area. This is happening over there. This one person army who's mm. access to miracles is leading a force. Blah 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 blah. Um, but then you could grant extra. You you know like at certain leveling points or storyline points, you let the characters take one of these domains or their character kind of speaks to one and you say oh this happens now and you can give them an extra one even outside the leveling block mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so they just get that cool power on their own but you also control when their miracles come online yeah well and so. another way to potentially balance this is that these people are being given great your pcs are getting huge gifts from gods those gods may require them to do things for them and there may not be a whole lot of a choice in the matter. And yeah. that, in fact, has yeah. once or twice happened to people in our party, where it's like, hey, you need to go deal with this right now. Or, I've come to collect. Yeah, we didn't get that threat. We didn't No, really we need did. It. Who was going to come to collect? Shade. Shade. Oh, oh, sh oh, no, not Shade. that. No, this is the... I was thinking more on the lines of Altair telling Eunice, hey, you've got to go take this thing out. There was that. But there's also, like... Somebody entered into an agreement with a not-so-nice thing. Yeah, that... And they got powers. And the not-so-nice thing eventually said, you know what these powers are here for? It's to get me this thing. Yeah, well, we knew that was going to get shitty. Oh, my God. We, we knew that wasn't a great plan. But, yeah, that's the... Uh, that That's this. I love it. I think it's really cool. I think you should put it in with caution. For sure. But it definitely is... consider playing with it if you want to really amp up the... The, like, honestly, the, the anime factor. 
if you want just like just having the presence of the divine, you could just say you know just have their your mage players specify where they got their powers from. Yeah, um, but that is so much less fun than this. But gifts of the gods also does. Uh, let you add these powers onto characters of any class. So you can yes, be a warrior huge. with divine gift or a rogue with divine gift. Yeah, that and this is this was instrumental to the existence of Klein because I wanted him to have abilities that were nonviolent and also were not traditional like healer abilities. Mm-hmm. I didn't want him to I wanted him to be kinda useless at first and then build off of this. Mm-hmm. And if he had had to have been a mage to have divine powers, it would have not worked nearly as well because yeah. he would have relied on that instead. Mm-hmm. So being able to take who was a, someone who was effectively a level one tour guide and give him mm-hmm. these powers made for a much more interesting character build than I think I could have otherwise achieved. I'm a rogue, but I don't like to use any weapons. Yeah, he he was he was. Let's be real. He was just like a, he was a commoner. He was a proto bard. At, at the very least, you could talk. Oh yeah, I could, I could. I could talk froth. my way out of things, and that was it. I had, so and I had that service. one divine love ability, which was literally about talking people out of dangerous bad mm-hmm. things. But yeah, it's it makes for some really mm-hmm. cool uh, combinations, letting there be some sure. divine gifting proportions to otherwise unmag- non magical characters. And, and like most of Aubergine's growth was based around this idea of more at the tail end of the campaign to mm-hmm. kind of become that, that conduit of Hroth. Mm-hmm. Like, um... As he builds towards it. We're not there yet in the... I'm getting closer and closer. Yeah. Like, I think this is the... Did we get another talent or focus? Well, as far as these people are concerned, we're pretty far back. Oh, okay. But, uh, right now in game, we've just gotten to a point where I believe I'm broaching more towards that. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. The, but, yeah. the character arc has been decidedly in that direction so but it's it's starting to come with mechanical benefits so mm-hmm. yeah it's very cool so yeah long story short too long didn't read get to the gods is very cool but it is also a force multiplier yeah just apply with ready. caution just apply with caution and be ready for the consequences um but i think we can recommend yeah. Oh, totally worth it. I would. Yeah. It. Yeah. At least, at least try it out. If you're not going for like a super underpowered gritty campaign, mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah, it it's is, great. It's pretty wild. We're doing the goodness and love will always win shit, and this is on point. We are. We are that kind of trash, though. We are. <laughs> we it's are true. Dwarven Vow number seven. We are. We've referenced Tales of Symphonia specifically a lot today. I'm in the same room as you. Get over it. I know. <laughs> I want to play it again. It's really good. I want to play the new Tales game. It's very good. Oh yeah, that new Tales game is out. Gotcha. Yeah, Lady no, Tank, no, we're not doing this. Healer, we're not doing this. We're not. We're not fucking two. doing this right now. It's like that Game Grumps bit. Little Billy, what was your favorite part of the podcast? <laughs> oh, I like the part where they talked about Tales games for a long time. No, no, we're talking about Tomb of the Seeress. Yeah, that's next. Uh, it's not an age exploration, but it's the similar format. It's about the same length, and it's. Uh, Came out about the same time, so this is called Age, Battle, and Loot, Tomb of the Sierras. Uh, for those who are familiar with the book Fantasy Age Layers, uh, this supplement will feel very familiar. Uh, the length is definitely a lot shorter, but the format is uh, very reminiscent of what you'll find in Fantasy Age Layers. Tomb of the Sierras, in its own words, is neither a complete adventure nor a single encounter. It is a location, 
that is populated with creatures and individuals uh, and treasure that you can use as you see fit. Uh, I think that this is a really, it's only because especially because it's only nine pages. It's very hard to squeeze a whole adventure into nine pages. I think that they made a pretty dang cool location uh, with some new monsters uh, and some new treasures uh, and a, a couple of plot hooks that you can use to get your characters in and out and see what the consequences are. Uh, it has a Tomb of the Seeress specifically has a decidedly Egyptian fantasy theme, but can easily be reskinned for other fantasy genres. Um, let's see. You can meet the seeress of the tomb and answer her riddles, as well as deal with the denizens and the guardians of the tomb. Uh, while this is an adventure, uh, so therefore mostly for GMs, players may wish to grab it so that they can reference the treasures in the back, should they acquire them on their journeys. Again, it's $2. Yep. Go for it. All of these are super cheap. Uh, yeah. You can get all of the, like, what? Well, we just talked about eight of them. So that's, what, 16 bucks. For eight PDFs, these and are excellent. tons of ideas, oh, a yeah. lot of groundwork, and hell, if you make a campaign that is both uh, pirates that need to go to space to fight Cthulhu uh, chimeras that are giant, like I want, <laughs> like go for it. Hell yeah, that's a sixteen dollars that will last a while. That will last you a hot second. Um, curious. Now that we put a lot looking... of this stuff together, we could get some Starfinder stuff happening. Yeah, you're uh, kind of wrong look, game. Kind of looking at this this list. Mm -hmm. Was there any others besides uh, Gift of the Gods that granted a new stunt table or stunt options? No, not to my knowledge. I would think that in this case, kind of understand that messing with the stunt packages messes with the game's power surges and like how the tides of battle can change. Mm -hmm. So like. I always like the idea of different stunts. Um, I like the idea of a free of a write-in, and the GM can say mm, one more stunt point, or I know it worked last time, but it's not going to work this time. Mm -hmm. Or you know, you it, it can feel bad that the the point markers shift, but like if you get inspired to make any, just look how long we talked about Gift of the Gods and the amount of screaming we did. So there was a like, lot of that. That that book that little that little thing is two backgrounds, one talent. And oh. it is so juicy. 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 But yeah. So, um... I didn't even know there's like, a whole, like, love letter to giants in there. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Age, uh, Age Explorations Giants has got cool stuff in it, and I'm, I'm, I'm using it right now. Like, I there's do. There's pieces in it that I can use. I do love being an almost small character again, though. Like, I love <laughs> my small characters. I love my small bard. So useless except for singing, and a little bit of control freak. Um, but then, you know, like, evil. He wasn't evil. No. Just was not trusting. Well, we're not going to talk about this anyway. right now. But I have feels. It was there. There's some very good things in there. Mm. But I think yeah. that is as far as we can explore these. These ages. These age exploration. Yeah, this little age of exploration we've gone through. That is the show title. That's yeah. what we're doing. Uh, thank you, folks, for joining us. Uh, for the folks in the chat, I appreciate it. Uh, yes. Thank you for trying to beat us, too, for a long time. <laughs> I saw that. 
did you folks have any any closing thoughts? Any uh, anything you want to add, or feeling like it's pretty well explored? I'm feeling all set. Are you feeling it, Mr. Krabs? I'm feeling something, and I think we are. We have said many of the things that need to be said, and plenty of things that didn't need to be said. But that's just kind of the people we are. So that's what we do. you knew what you were getting into when you came in, and signed up with when us, you, when right? You walked into this garage. Yeah, when you walked into this garage, you knew what was happening. Gong it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know how that's actually going to sound in there. If there's no sound that sure. comes through, I am just going <laughs> to... You're going to add gong noises is what I, you're going to do. I, I'm sure I can find some gong noises. Sometimes electronics are weird about like what is moving enough air to actually move this microphone filament. Mm-hmm. Yes. But also, this is for Keith now. <laughs> Do we have to leave that chair now? No. Okay. <laughs> Do not give me this power. This is too much power right. to keep. Also, uh, Nick tends to be here because if we surround it with people, he will explode into heat. Yeah, it's yes. Uh, thank you all for listening to the Adventure Game Engine Interest Series. Join us and other fans in the D20 Radio Discord uh, or the Green Ronin Age Appropriate Discord. And, oh, goodness. Uh, Leona says to keep the gong. It sounds great. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Glad to hear it. Uh, we have our own channel, the D20 Radio Discord, if you'd like to leave us a message with a question or a custom creation. Uh, this is Ren wishing lots of sixes on that stunt die. This is Jessica wishing you good heels and happy feels. Thank you this for listening to the Adventure Game Engine Interest States. Series. <laughs> Thank you very much, folks. And you have you a good started night. started the outro too early. I started it just a tad early. Yeah, in case I, I, I wanted to it. say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did you have a new, uh... No! no That's, That's okay. not the point, friend! <laughs> well, good night, everybody. If you like what we do, please consider supporting us on our Patreon. If you support us at only $3 per month, you get to vote on our Patreon-only poll, which is worth twice as many votes as the other polls. Anything you can contribute is appreciated. You can find a link to our Patreon on our blog in the post for this show. If you'd like to keep up with the show, you can follow us on our Facebook or Twitter. Feel free to leave a comment or a question, or even tell us how your age games are going. We do love to hear. Feel free to comment on our show on SoundCloud, and if you can, please leave us a review on iTunes or Google Podcasts. It really helps us out. The music and sound effects you heard on the show all came from Sirenscape, the legendary program for providing sound effects and music for your tabletop games. You can get started for free if you want to try it out first, and subscribing gives you wider access to the impressive and still-growing library of sounds for fantasy, sci-fi, modern, superhero, horror, and other types of games. Take a listen to Sirenscape, my friends, because your epic games need epic sound. This is Ren, wishing lots of sixes on that stunt dive. Please take care, everyone, and we'll see you next time.